you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, April 21st, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, and you're right, it is the The. podcast. (laughs) She is the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast. She is the co-host of the L Huddle podcast. She is the face of the NFL Network for my money. She is MJ Acosta Ruiz. Welcome back to the pod, MJ. Love to be here. Great way to finish the week with you here. So thank you so much for making the time. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And on today's show, we will talk about the meteoric rise of Will Levis in the latest mock draft. This mock draft is a shock draft. It belongs to Chad Ryder. We will tell you just how high young Mr. Levis has soared. We will explain to you why Chris Ballard has renamed what LaDainian Tomlinson calls the lying season. He calls it the dancing season as he dances around questions of what the Colts will do and should do at number four in the draft. With six days to go until the 2023 NFL Draft presented by Verizon, this podcast is brought to you by the number six, and you will be shocked at the number of luminaries in NFL history who heard their names sixth in the NFL Draft. That's coming up, as is a special interview with the top tight end prospect in the 2023 NFL Draft. First name, Dalton. Last name, Kincaid. We've got that interview coming up. And of course, our countdown to the draft is almost done. Four teams to go. And today we find ourselves at the home of the NFL Scouting Combine, Lucas Oil Field, the home of the Indianapolis Colts. What were they in 2022? What will they be in 2023? What do they need in the draft? And who should they? Chris Ballard, we're talking to you again. Who should they take at four? That's on the way. But first, bad news. And this is what it sounds like. We do have to start with some serious news out of the league office. Today, the NFL suspended five players for violations of the league's gambling policy. The suspended players are Lions receivers, Jamison Williams, Quintez Cephas, Stanley Berryhill, and safety CJ Moore, plus commander's defensive end Shaka Tony. Now, Williams and Berryhill, they received six game suspensions, while Cephas, Moore, and Tony, they were all suspended indefinitely. They can apply for reinstatement after the 2023 season. We bring now NFL insider Mike Garofolo. Mike, these investigations rarely just pop up overnight. How did we get here? Well, first of all, MJ, uh, Moore and Cephas were released by the Lions shortly after the league announced the suspensions for all of those players. Like you said, it is an indefinite suspension, but it is a minimum of one year. The same thing that happened to Calvin Ridley when he was caught gambling on NFL games. So to talk about the difference or explain the difference in the length of the suspensions. The players who were given those indefinite suspensions 
and suspended again for at least a year were betting on NFL games. As for Williams and Berryhill, they were given a six-game suspension. The reason for that is they violated the policy by betting on non-NFL games. Now, that is allowed for players. It's not allowed for NFL staff and personnel, but it is allowed for players as long as they do it away from the facility. Well, the players did it at the facility. That's how they were caught. Uh, Alliance Sports, which represents Jamison Williams, released a statement, uh, statement confirming that and saying that uh, Jamison takes full responsibility for his actions and is very apologetic to the NFL. Also saying, uh, quote, that Jamison would never intentionally jeopardize the integrity of the game he loves so much and looks forward to getting back to his team as soon as possible. And the NFL also saying in its statement that after a thorough investigation, there was no evidence that any games were compromised or any inside information was used. Translation, think you won't get caught? Don't bet on it. The next chapter, MJ, where there's a will. Kind of an open-ended statement, more of a question. Where will Will Levis hear his name in the 2023 NFL Draft? The latest mock draft from Chad Ryder, the full seven-round mock draft, really an overachiever, kind of showing off there, Chad, has the Houston Texans selecting Will Levis number two overall. Here's Chad Ryder's latest one through 10. It's very important that we hear this. It's very interesting. I don't know that I buy it, but here we go. Carolina, Bryce Young, Houston Texans select Will Levis. The Cardinals select the other Will, Will Anderson Jr. The Colts take C.J. Stroud, who falls to them at four. The Seahawks take Tyree Wilson. The Lions take Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois. At the seven hole, the seventh spot. At seven, the Raiders take the next corner off the board, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. The Falcons take Bijan Robinson at eight, higher than we've Ooh. seen him go. The Bears take defensive tackle Jalen Carter, who falls to them at nine. And the Minnesota Vikings, in a big move, swap picks with the Philadelphia Eagles at 10 and take Anthony Richardson at 10. Let's focus on Will Levis here, MJ. You met with Will Levis at the NFL Scouting Combine after he called his arm a cannon that he couldn't wait to show off. Uh, give us your scouting report on him. What were your impressions of Will Levis? There, there was a lot to unpack there on that. Yeah, there really draft. is. I'm, I'm sorry we're, we're to focusing, throw all that at you. Focusing in on that. Um, by the way, because we talk about this all the time, it's Will, not William. It's Will, not William. Will, not William. Will, I am. Will. Because he said his parents thought William would be too pretentious. Interesting. Isn't that great? And now I'm kicking myself because I can't. I asked him for the middle name. He gave it to me and it escapes me entirely. Logan? No, I think it starts with a D. Dylan? I gotta go back. I gotta talk to my noble <laughs> peeps because this you is gonna, are a lover this of is full going government names to drive me insane. But I had a wonderful conversation and got to interview Will Not William Levis at the combine <laughs> That's in what Indianapolis. We're call him from Will now Not on. William. Will Not William Levis. Um, he was great. I found him to be really polished. Um, he is a bit of an older quarterback. Um, has a lot of of playing reps. Transferred to schools. The whole nine, right? So he's had already a pretty Pretty interesting tra trajectory just in his college career. But what I what really stood out to me about him, um, just in seeing him maneuver his way through the combine, and this is, of course, in the context of preparing specifically for the combine and to for his pro days and all of this stuff. He's very regimented. Interesting. So as I'm talking to sort of his team and the peeps around him, they said, no, everything is down to a time. So, for example, we have... 15 minutes here with you guys to film all this stuff. And by the way, even though he knew there was a clock on it, he didn't press 
It didn't feel rushed. He didn't feel like he was looking over his shoulder like, oh, are we done here? I got to get to my next thing. But it very much is a system. So he knows where he needs to be, what he needs to eat, when he needs to do it, which honestly, I'm, I'm not mad at it. If you're a professional athlete, which is what he's trying to achieve here, you have to have things in place to make sure you're at your best at all times in terms of recovery, food. And we've seen the before and after pictures of his training, right, Drew, um, getting up to this. It looks like he's training for Mr. Olympia. It really did. Wild. He had the largest legs I've ever seen mm -hmm. on a quarterback, yeah. prospect or pro. He does love leg day. He told me we did a, like a rapid fire, like, oh, this or that. Um, and he said, yeah, leg day is like my jam. You don't say. We see the, the proof is in your pictures. Well, we got it. Um, but I, I really did like the way that he approached it. He knows that this is a business and the business relies on how prepared, how ready and how in shape he is at every moment um, uh, of his career. So I, I really liked him personally. I thought um, even with with all of that business mindset, I was still able to have just a conversation with a 25 year old kid who really is just waiting for his dreams to come true. And so that was the part that I sort of hung on to because so much of it is, you know, these guys are getting shuffled here and then you have an interview and then you have a dinner and then you got to do um, sprints and like make sure you're ready for the 40. And it's a lot. But there were these moments where I was able to just talk to him. And his eyes lit up walking into this training facility. They did. That Noble. I think um, that's set up. kind of always what yeah. I'm looking for. I'm looking for is the light on. Yes. Right? Not the and glaze, not the glaze of somebody who is just kind of going through the moment, yeah. but the light on for somebody who is in the moment. Yeah. And, and he I was in tell, the moment for you. I could tell for him too. He, he, it was very, very much a reality for him. Like, okay, oh crap. This is what happens now when you get to the next level. Like, I have to meet the moment. But, still taking a second to be like, this is really freaking cool that we're here and the entire league is here behind us. Um, and I'm going to find my, my, my future home, my next spot. So I'm excited for him. I, I, I don't know about him beating out CJ Stroud and Bryce Young or even our boy Richardson. It's, it's a lot, but I kind of like the anarchy that Chad just set us up with. Do you imagine he goes first overall and everything is turned on its head? Got I would it. love that for him. I, like, great for you. I kind of would love it for us because, yeah. I mean, I think mock draft season reminds us of what we are about to get, which mm -hmm. is that you can't count on anything. No, no, no. All assumptions. Yeah. Check your assumptions yeah. at the door on April 27th mm -hmm. at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Settle when coverage in. of the NFL yep. draft presented by Verizon begins on NFL Plus and NFL Network. But honestly, <laughs> check your assumptions at the door because they do you no good right. once the Panthers are on the clock. Exactly. They really don't. Now, you yeah. mentioned that you were sitting next to a young man who couldn't wait for his dream to come true. If yeah. Chad Ryder is right, and I don't think he is, but it's very interesting. Yeah. And if he is right, that dream is going to come true a hell of a lot earlier yeah. than Will Levis or any of us yeah. ever expected. And then lastly, you were talking about how regimented you kind of got a sense that he was. Um, not robotic, not bloodless, no. but regimented. Yeah. And I think that if you look at sports, pitchers in Major League Baseball, yep. golfers, that repetition, yep. and quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously there are there are many other disciplines that require, you know, regiment, a uh, regimented kind of approach to training. But I think it really does you probably a lot of good mm -hmm. for an NFL quarterback. The one thing I would say though, and you and I joked about this before, is that you better not be too regimented because uh, <laughs> right. as a quarterback 
on an yeah. NFL team, certainly a struggling NFL team, which anybody in the top yeah. three or four tends to be. Totally. Um, it is not going to go as planned. No. Right. Was, what are they? What, what was the old saying? You know, I don't know. It doesn't really matter what you believe in, listener. But the old saying is, if you want to make God laugh, make a plan. Make a plan. Yeah, don't. Don't do that. Don't make a plan. Not into, especially not in today's NFL with the kind of defensive guys are going to be getting after these um, quarterbacks that look like, I don't know, like transformers out on the field. It's ridiculous. Get ready. I think he is. Can you be a mobile quarterback and avoid the attentions of NFL edge rushers like Micah Parsons and Miles mm. Garrett and mm -hmm. guys coming up the middle like Aaron Donald? If you're as big as Will Levis is, is he light on his feet? Kind of remind me what I'm looking at when I look yeah. at a Will Levis out there on the field. Does does he move well in the pocket? Does he does he work well off script? That was sort of my concern when we saw those before and after yeah. pictures of, of of the lean muscle that he right. did put on because it was. But he's already a huge dude. I remember having to do like a selfie video with him, and I was like, "Hey, guy, I'm I'm gonna need you to help me out here because my arm's gonna fall <laughs> off." Can you hold this phone <laughs> yeah, for me? Right, right. And he did very graciously. But he's really, really large. For reference, I'm not like a short girl. I'm five seven. I was wearing like platform type sneakers, so like five eight, five nine ish. And he was towering over me. So um, he's a big dude. Um, and I think he put on more weight just for, I think for him to feel like he was at his best as well, conditioning. Um, also to perform, at, you're getting measured and weighed and like, I mean, scrutinized at every turn. I don't imagine that that's going to be his playing weight. Well, translation, where there's a will, there is a way. There is a way to the NFL draft. And if we believe Chad Ryder, that way is early. Number two to the Houston Texans, Will Levis, shock draft. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Next topic, what LaDainian Tomlinson calls the lying season has been unofficially renamed the dancing season by Colts general manager, Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard, the mic is yours. Do you have a pretty good idea how one, two, three go or not? No, no idea. Really? No, and I don't think anybody does. Now, everybody thinks they do. Oh, everybody's lying. I might be the most honest, unfortunately. Um, but everybody's lying. Usually, if you answer a question, I'll either dance around it or give you an answer. Today, I'm a dancer. And I think it comes down to who fits you and what you can work with. And I think that's critical. I mean, and, and what your coaching staff can work with and what they think they can do with them, how they can build an offense around that player. Okay, MJ, if we look at the latest mock drafts on yeah. NFL.com and who they have Indy taking at four, mm -hmm. Chris Ballard giving nothing away, as he shouldn't. Right. Uh, let's see. We've got Maurice Jones-Drew has them making a move up to three, trading hmm. uh, with the Cardinals at three, and then taking Bryce Young. Daniel Jeremiah has Anthony Richardson going to the Colts at four. Bucky Brooks has 
Tyree Wilson, edge rusher from Texas Tech, going to the Colts at four. Chad edge. Ryder, C.J. Stroud, goes to the Colts at four after that shocking move by the Texans, taking Will Levis at two. And Charles Davis has the aforementioned Will Levis going to the Colts at four in that last mock draft. Okay, so the question is not who will the Colts take at four. My question for you, MJ Acosta-Ruiz, who should the Colts yeah. take at four? I think it, it has to be a quarterback. I mean, they've been spiraling ever since Andrew Locke um, announced his retirement and nothing has really stuck. We saw what happened last year with Matt Ryan. I mean, I think now in a draft like this, with the amount of quarterbacks they have, the quality of quarterbacks that they have, this is your opportunity to really get a guy that you can have there for a long time that you can build. No one is expecting necessarily for them to win the division or to go to the playoffs. Like this is the time now where you have a new head coach, you have a new regime. Get your guy, a young dude who you can mold and really start building around him and getting um, back back into that contention. So it, it has to be a QB. It has to be a QB. Actually, Will Levis is sort of the the fit that I could see. You care. There. Yeah. I think even just like attitude, the type of guy that he is, it just fits sort of seamlessly in Indianapolis with the fan base. I, I think that could be a really good way to go. NFL.com identifies Colts team needs as quarterback, mm -hmm. cornerback, mm -hmm. and offensive line. Now no sitting question. there at four, I think Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, the top two cornerbacks in the league may feel like a stretch. Now, obviously yeah. NFL GMs, when they see their guy, if their guy's available, they don't mind taking a little heat from people like me sure. who say, oh, you you reached yeah. too high too quickly for somebody. If they right. get their guy, they get their guy. But it does feel like that's a little bit of a reach yeah. for a Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez at four. And then in terms of offensive linemen, you know, you've got Paris Johnson, you've got Skaronsky, but again, that feels too early at no. four. So to your point, quarterback, it has to be quarterback. But don't forget, they have the fourth pick in the second round as well as 35th overall. So they can use that as some collateral to maybe if they really want one of those guys later in the first and they're nervous they, if he won't be there at 35 overall, use a little bit of that, maybe some other ammunition and jump up a little bit to the late first round. What about, and maybe get one of what about a move with that first pick of the second round for them, for the Colts, mm -hmm. to make a move for a Hendon Hooker, let's say? later in that sure. first round instead of maybe reaching for a will levis or reaching for an anthony richardson both of whom have a lot of question marks floating over their head Hendon hooker has his own question marks but it's more about the knee and the age less about the skill set most people agree the Hendon hooker skill set is perfectly suited for sunday football mm -hmm. so maybe in that scenario that you're kind of creating for us move back into the later the back end of the first the back yeah. end thank you of mm -hmm. the first round and pick up somebody like a hooker you like the sound of that i can see that i just i don't know i don't know that hendon hooker will drop that far down interesting yeah we'll see do you see five quarterbacks off the board by the 15th pick i don't i, d I don't th i don't think there will be five guys five quarterbacks selected in the first round you don't i don't but the more and more i dig into hooker the more and more i talk one-on-one -on -one with our draft experts with Bucky. I had a great conversation with him about that yesterday. The more I'm really riding on this Hendon Hooker train. Very interesting. So I if really you don't am. see five I think going in the first round and Hendon Hooker is one of the four, so mm -hmm. who's the casualty? Is it Anthony Richardson or is it Will Levis? Because it's not Bryce Young. Well, it's suddenly not there's been a, a Will Levis campaign over the last 24 hours. 
which really surprised me. Yeah. Damn, man. I think I think it's going to be so opposite of what we think is going to happen. That's as good an advertisement as any. Next topic, TikTok. Not a lot of time on the clock. Six days to go. That's got us looking at the number six. Have a listen, listener, to some of the sixth overall picks in draft history. Let's start in 1957. Why? Because the name is Jim Brown. Hello? Yes, that Jim Brown. Carl Eller, Floyd Little, John Riggins, one of my favorites ever. John Riggins, Robert Brazil, James Lofton, Jimbo Covert, Tim Brown. Walter Jones, oh my God, Richard Seymour went sixth overall. You look at names like that and you start to wonder, I'm going to do this maybe after we're off the air. Go (laughs) back and look at who were the five guys that went before these names. Um, Who is a sixth overall pick that you would like to name check today, MJ? Well, I don't want to go that far back. Um, Love our legends. Um, Obviously, they set the tone and they set the bar. Sure did. um, For everyone. But recent. Very recent, 2021 recent, as in my boy Jalen Waddle. Yeah, there it is. Jalen Waddle Miami gets a name check. Um, love what he's done. Love how he's progressed as well over the last few years for the Dolphins. And he's just getting started. Just getting started. I think it was the exact right pick. They needed a guy like him. He's been such a great one-two punch along now with Tyreek Hill there. Um, and it shows that if you see a receiver out there that you want, be aggressive. Got be, to be, be aggressive. aggressive. Go be, get your boy. E. That's right. Yeah. So I love that. Um, and I'm so excited to see what else he could do. Of course, he's coming from Alabama, which just cranks yeah. out um, wide receivers. Yeah, it's kind like of a wide nobody's receiver business. factory, isn't yeah. it? I love looking at these numbers. You're absolutely right. He he really was the perfect pick for your Dolphins because this is we're talking about a 24-year-old from mm-hmm. Houston Texans, Jalen Waddle. In 2021, the year that he was drafted, his rookie year, he had 104 receptions yeah. for just over a thousand yards, 1,015 yards. So think about that. That is an average of 9.8 yards per catch. Had six touchdowns. You know, had a very, very successful yeah. rookie campaign. Then he probably thought, "Oh, that's interesting news." Tyreek Hill is coming to join me in the wide receiver room in Miami. And he thought to himself, I wonder what that's going to do to my touches. Well, sure enough, the touches did, in fact, go down by 29, 75 receptions in 2022. Certainly still a very good number. But look at what happened Mm -hmm. to his yards. 1,356 yards in his sophomore campaign for an average of 18.1 and his touchdown numbers go up. That's what happens when you have a one-two punch like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Uh, praise to the number six overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, Jalen Waddell. A little bit of homerism there. I love it. I love that for you, MJ. <laughs> Next topic, tight end prospects. Ooh. Sorry, tight end prospect, Dalton Kincaid. Bucky Brooks has him ranked as his number one tight end. Daniel Jeremiah has him number nine on his top 50 prospects list. That's all positions. That's rarefied air. Mm. Here's an astonishing stat, MJ. Last season at Utah, 93 targets, two drops. Hello. Okay. Dalton Kincaid, he of the 6'3 and 5'8s. What is that? A six year old saying? I'm six and three quarters? Right. Okay. (laughs) 6'3 and 5'8 inches. 
246 pounds. Now, don't forget, of course, Dalton Kincaid didn't participate in the combine drills. Mm -hmm. He had a back issue. That is apparently totally cleared up. 55 games, 175 receptions, over 2,600 receiving yards in college, 35 receiving touchdowns, 70 catches for almost 900 yards last year, eight touchdowns. He's been linked to the Packers at 15, my commanders at 16. MJ, with the departure of Mike Kosicki, uh. you guys are in the market for a tight end too. Now it's Hard to see your Dolphins making that big a move to get a first rounder like Kincaid. No. But there is hope for you because this is, according to Daniel Jeremiah anyway, the deepest tight end class in 10 years. Wow. And as we know, the tight end position is a cozy old security blanket mm -hmm. for just about every NFL quarterback. Certainly young guys like Jordan Love in Green Bay, Sam right. Howell in Washington, and quick release guys like your guy, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. How important is it for you as a Dolphins fan to kind of to find a tight end somewhere in this draft. Yeah, it makes me feel better also that he said this is DJ said it's such a deep um, tight end class because we have to wait until the 51st pick late in the second round um, before we get our first guy in this year's uh, pool. So thank goodness there are options here um, because I think Mike Kosicki not being there, he was underutilized last year for sure because as we know, it didn't really fit the scheme that McDaniel had in mind. However, if you think back to years prior, how effective effective he was on the field, especially for Tua and for all the other guys who came in and stepped in um, during injury times. He's a phenomenal player. So I think that's a, a tough one to replace. Um, but I think that McDaniel is probably looking for a guy like George Kittle. Which, like you know, they don't, they don't really grow on trees. No, they don't grow so. on trees. But I think your point is a good one because it's very important for us to recognize what MJ is saying. She is talking about a guy like a George Kittle and like a Rob Gronkowski, yep. if we're being honest about yep, yep. that man's skill set. You remember the Gronk spikes. You remember the George Kittle hair flips and all those amazing catches between the hash marks. But what you didn't see enough of is the work that they were willing to do in the trenches. Yeah. These are guys who put their bodies on the line. They were great run blockers. They were great pass blockers. They were great blockers. They did the hard work. And yep. I think the knock on Gesicki, certainly coming from McDaniel, inferences anyway, right. coming from McDaniel that he wasn't maybe as willing to do that hard work. Exactly. So you hope to get one of these dogs yeah, as a tight end later yeah. in the draft. And I should think there's going to be one ready for you. One who could actually do that and still be a tremendous pass catcher when you when you look at the group. So that's going to be hard to mm -hmm. that's going to be hard to replace just want because Gasicki's hands do were it incredible. All. Oh, my God. No question. He yeah. Had some, so. He had some serious hops and some serious it's athletic a tall ability. Order. <laughs> But, you know, you got to do the dirty but work doable. too, kid. Mm -hmm. Time now to send it over to the TA set where Mike Yam is standing by with Dalton Kincaid. And I'm assuming Kincaid's pregame music selection will come up. MJ, remind me what that is again. He's a Swifty. He's a Swifty. Not sure how I feel about that. Okay, <laughs> Dalton Kincaid, cardigan on. The mic is yours. Stud. That's the only word that comes to mind when I think about Utah's tight end, Dalton Kincaid. In fact, Daniel Jeremiah, very high on the tight end. He's ranked him as his ninth-ranked prospect overall. You can see where a lot of these mock drafts actually have Kincaid falling all in that first round, anywhere from 15 to the 20 range. Dalton Kincaid with us here on NFL Total Access. My man, it is good to have you on the show if I would have told you in high school where you only played one season of high school football because you were a hooper, if I would have said, hey, man, in a couple of years, you are going to hear your name called in the NFL draft, what your, what would your response have been? Uh, I don't know if I would have believed you, to, to be quite honest. <laughs> that much of a surprise, I guess, at this point, So, which I understand. I made a reference to the fact that you were a, a basketball guy back in the day. Can you do me a huge favor? Because I'm trying to get some clarity 
on your hops. I would ask you if you can dunk. I think I kind of already know the answer because I've seen the elevation on the football field. But take me through some of these moments here on the basketball floor. That looks like a pretty standard dunk, right? Like you got some got some hops. Uh, yeah, this was my first ever dunk in a game. Um, didn't quite go as planned. Uh, I think a couple frames later, you can see oh. uh, I, I, I ended up on my butt. I did. Yeah, that's all that matters. The basket counted, but didn't go quite as planned. You were you were hoping for an and one, but realized there was no defenders near you. Is really where we net out on this, correct? We we can go with that one. Yeah, it's, it's a good story, and I will stick with it. Hey, by the way, just in case anyone is wondering, I I don't want to leave you high and dry. I want to finish the basketball conversation on a high. Dalton can actually shoot, dunk. Yes, sort of shoot without a doubt. Free throw attempts are pretty good. Free throws, free throws were for, were big for me. I feel like that's a, a vital part of the game, you know. <laughs> I watched all of your games this past season. One in particular stands out. USC, middle of the year. I couldn't figure out in my mind. 16 catches, 234 yards. What's going through your mind in a game where they can't do anything to keep you in check? Uh, I mean, to be quite honest, it was really just, you know, it was a, it was a high-scoring game, and we knew we had to score some points, so... Um, it was really just kind of going out there each drive and, you know, the, the offense coordinator put me in a great position, coach Ludwig and my quarterback is, you know, I, I think very highly of him. He's the best quarterback in the pac 12 and he kept giving me great opportunities. So it was just a, a really fun game to be a part of high scoring battle. I mean, obviously came down to the last few seconds and, uh, uh, we came out with the win, which was, which was big. Uh, Cam Risen, your quarterback, and something tells me next year around this time we could be talking about him as one of those quarterbacks that's going to hear his name called in the NFL draft. Uh, I heard a stat. I didn't believe it. I had our research team look it up, and they, it was indeed correct. And it speaks to just how impressive you are in terms of your hands. 93 uh, catches, or excuse me, 93 balls thrown your way. Only two drops all of last year, according to PFF. How do you explain how sure your hands are? Um, I mean, Statistically, I mean, it, it sounds pretty good, but um, for me, it's just really, you know, every time the ball's thrown my way, it's an opportunity to make a play uh, regardless of, you know, who's guarding me, wherever the ball's placed. So, you know, that, that's the name of the game, especially, you know, being a pass catcher. So once that ball's thrown to you, just having your quarterback trust in you that, that you're going to come down with it ultimately. What did you do, though, to get ready for some of those moments in college football? Um, I mean, a lot of it was just in practice, um, you know, growing up as a kid, we had a, a trampoline in my backyard and that's kind of where it all kind of stemmed from. I'd like to say my dad would throw me this little Nerf football for, for hours on a time sometimes. Um, and then it ultimately got to the point, you know, where I, if I dropped it once we were going inside. So I'd try to keep him out there as long as I could. Hey, before we let you get going, I got two more for you. One, the back injury, I'm assuming you're a okay, but how do you explain your name continuing to rise up draft boards when you didn't do anything necessarily at your pro day and you didn't work out at the combine? Um, you know, I, I think it's just the tape speaking for itself. Um, you know, part of the game is you get banged up. It's a, a collision sport. So, um, unfortunately, you know, I had to deal with that, but, um, I'm, I'm glad to kind of put it in my past and, you know, working outs felt great. Running routes felt really, 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 really good. Um, so, just kind of excited to wherever I end up and just to kind of go, you know, help that team win in any way I can. You know, Dalton, we've had a slew of the, the first rounders, the potential first round guys here on Total Access. We typically ask like, hey, you know, is there a preference? And every guy says, no, nah, I don't really care where I get drafted. It's going to be an honor, something along those lines. Something tells me, though, you definitely want to be a Green Bay Packer, correct? You've gone on record 100 percent. That's the only team you want to play for. Uh, if, the, if there's a photo of me in a Packers jersey, then <laughs> no. 
<laughs> it'd be pretty cool to to repeat that photo wearing a real one. Uh, which I'm sure would bring a smile to uh, to your face if you're able to live out these dreams. And in all sincerity, I know it doesn't matter. You just want to hear your name called, and you're not going to have to wait all that long on the 27th. Man, we are inside of a week. Hey, enjoy this process, man. Best of luck to you. Can't wait to see you on Sundays. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. With me today, the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast, MJ Acosta Ruiz. MJ, do me a favor. Hit that button right there, please. Thank you very much. That, of course, signifies that we are back on the clock. Tick-tock, we're on the clock in our countdown to the 2023 NFL Draft presented by Verizon, April 27th, 28th, and 29th on NFL Network and NFL Plus. Coverage does start that Thursday, the 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Today, our countdown to the draft lands us in the heartland in Indianapolis to examine and celebrate the keeper of the fourth overall pick in Thursday's draft day one, the Indianapolis Colts. What does history say about the Colts? Well, their origin story dates to 1953. That's 71 seasons in all. A winning percentage of 526. That's 12th best win percentage in NFL history. That's what you get with 547 wins, 493 losses, and eight ties. They have made four Super Bowl appearances. They have won two Super Bowls. In Super Bowl V, the Baltimore Colts beat the Dallas Cowboys 16-13. And in Super Bowl XLI, the Indianapolis Colts beat the Chicago Bears 29-17. Their playoff record, 23 wins, 25 losses. They haven't won a playoff game since the 2018 season. Andrew Luck was the quarterback that year. Their winningest ever coach, Tony Dungy, 85 wins, 27 losses. Eight retired jerseys on the wall for the Indianapolis Colts. Number 18, don't think too long and hard about that one. That's Peyton Manning. Number 19, that's Johnny Unitas. Number 22, Buddy Young. Number 24, Lenny Moore. Number 70, Art Donovan. Number 77, Jim Parker. Number 82, Raymond Berry. And number 89, Gino Marchetti. There are no fewer than 20 players, coaches, or executives in the Pro Football Hall of Fame with Colts on their resume, including Bill Polian, Don Shula, Edgerin James, Marshall Falk, and Marvin Harrison. So that's what the Colts have been. What are they now? Well, if you are what you've been most recently, let's have a look at 2022. Overall defense, middle of the road, 15th ranked defense in the NFL, but their scoring defense was tied for 28th. That was a bend and yes, break defense. They were 11th against the pass and they were 10th 
on third down, also tied for 10th in forcing sacks, but they were last in the NFL in the red zone. On the other side of the ball, not a lot to shout about. Their 27th ranked total offense included a 30th ranked scoring offense. They were 29th on third downs. They were 31st in sacks, meaning they gave up a ton of them. And they were last in turnovers, meaning they gave the ball away a lot. Like their defense, they were bad in the red zone on offense, 29th on offense in the red zone, and 30th in yards per play. What did it all add up to? A 4-12-1 season and a team that has a lot of needs now. Identified by NFL.com, their primary needs, quarterback, cornerback, and offensive line. The biggest addition of the offseason has to be their head coach, Shane Steichen, who came over from Philly. Don't forget what Shane Steichen was able to do for Justin Herbert in a Chargers uniform and Jalen Hurts in an Eagles uniform. They hope he can do the same for... Well, that's the question, isn't it? Will it be a quarterback at four? Time will tell. For now, they have Gardner Minshew in, Matt Ryan out. Free agency is one thing. The draft is something else altogether. They have nine draft picks with which to address their needs. They have one pick in the first round, that, of course, being that fourth overall pick. They have a second round pick, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, three picks in the fifth and two in the seventh. Okay, MJ Acosta-Ruiz, thank you so much for your patience. That was a little Colts then and now. MJ, when I say Indianapolis Colts, where does your mind go? Right now it goes to the future because that's where they have to be looking, right? There was a lot of controversy last year with Jeff Saturday stepping in as that interim coach. A very polarizing move, but they ended the season with, what, 4-12-1? Yep. So there's a lot to work on here. They have um, Shane Steichen now who's fresh off of a Super Bowl run coming um, off of the Eagles squad and being their OC. Okay, let's get to work, Colts. Let's get to work, bring in these young guys and and start putting together this squad. You already have tremendous pieces there, um, but you have to continue to build. And I think the second word is build. Building. It's a rebuild. And there's no there's no other way to, to rephrase that. Okay, you mentioned it before, but I want you to reiterate it while we are now kind of like in the Colts Mm -hmm. room. It will be the perfect draft for the Indianapolis Colts if they address. If they find their franchise quarterback of the future, for sure. And of the now, quite frankly. And finally, please finish the following sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if the 2023 Indianapolis Colts did what? If they ended up selecting two guys in the first round, to my earlier point, jumping up a little bit to get a complimentary piece to that quarterback that they will get at four. Any hopes for them in the season? Is this a maybe gets worse before it gets better? Do you see a little bit of improvement or do you see big improvements in an AFC South that many people believe is gettable by any of the four teams in that division? Correct. I think that their their division helps them tremendously. And I think they're going to exceed expectations. You do. Um, If I had to if I had to think about it right now. I think don't discount the Colts based on last year. I think what they've shown us so far, getting their new head coach, I, I think they're in a good spot now to, to, to be competitive right away. Translation, uh, gang horseshoe, there's hope for you. Unfortunately, MJ Acosta-Ruiz, there is no hope for you in the next segment because you're a Dolphins fan. You are not a Colts fan. And it's time for us to throw open the doors to the NFL Hall of Fans. Cue the music. Colts fans like Jonathan Sasowski, who is a Colts fan, because when he was growing up in L.A., he was an Eric 
Dickerson fan. Now, Jonathan hated the Rams, but he loved Eric Dickerson. So when ED was traded to Indy back in 87, boom, I was all about it. He said the horseshoe, the uniforms, that SMU reunion with ED and Ron Meyer. He said from Jack Trudeau to Peyton to now I am all in. His favorite ever player? Eric Dickerson. He said he ran with a mean streak. Every single snap, every single carry was downhill. He was a man amongst boys, Jonathan says, and he was ahead of his time. He redefined the power running back position because he added speed. Plus, he was consistent. He was durable. He was the best ever running back in Jonathan's estimation in the fourth quarter, icing a lead. Second, right behind Eric Dickerson, Peyton Manning, he says, of course, he stands out to me, Jonathan says, because I was crossing my fingers that in that draft, they wouldn't take Ryan Leaf. I wanted the kid from Tennessee with the work ethic, the film room study, the after hours commitment. And Jonathan says that's what set Manning apart. He remembers how impressive Peyton was, even in the very first year of his NFL career. And he loved that Peyton gave credit where credit was due that freshman year in the NFL to Marshall Falk. Jonathan's best ever memory, that comeback win against the Patriots in the 2007 AFC Championship game. They went on to win the Super Bowl that year. But the image for Jonathan stands out from that championship game. Peyton, head down on the sidelines, and when Brady threw that pick, a pick Jonathan says he predicted twice right before it happened, the crowd went crazy, but Peyton did not. Peyton, Jonathan remembers, lifted his head in something that looked like joyful relief. They had finally slayed their nemesis, and the look on Peyton's face is the image that Jonathan can't get out of his head even to this day. Brady out of the shotgun again, this crowd roaring, takes the snap, sets up, sets up, Throws one over the intercepted. Marlon Jackson. Marlon's got it. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. Marlon Jackson with the interception. He picked off Tom Brady. The Colts have it at the 40-yard line with 16 seconds to go. Bedlam down below. What a comeback. What an effort. And what a job by this crowd. The Colts are going to win it. 38 to 34. 16 seconds to go. The Colts are going to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1971. It'll be the perfect draft for Jonathan if the Colts stop with the QB stopgap routine already, he says, and take Anthony Richardson. Address the most important position on your team and trust Shane Steichen to get him ready. And there's no rush, he says. This is a weak division. Let Richardson sit and watch and learn. Finally, Jonathan says, I wouldn't be surprised if my Colts win that weak AFC South, provided they improve the O-line and that Shaq Leonard stays healthy. Colts fans like Tony Alivato, who was given a mini Colts magnetic helmet when he was a little kid. You know, one of those things you could stick on the refrigerator. That's what sparked Tony's fandom. And then he remembers that one of the very first football games he ever watched on television was back in 1977. It was a famous game, Colts versus Raiders. It was a playoff game. It went into double overtime, and it is known now as the legendary Ghost to the Post. Stabler now sends Branch left, Boletnikov to the right. Back again, straight drop back, pumps once. He goes medium deep to Casper. Casper makes it over the shoulder, catch! He's caught from behind at the 15-yard line. 
a very, very remarkable adjustment as Casper, I think, first turned the wrong way and managed to run under that high lob to the deep part of the defense. Even though the Colts lost that game, Tony remembers it well. And he said when the Rams left L.A., well, he was all Colts from that point forward. His favorite ever Colts player has to be Peyton Manning, he says. He was an incredible player, and I loved watching the way he orchestrated the offense before the play. The pre-snap calls, the pre-snap reads, simply incredible. I've had a lot of people ask what Omaha means. Omaha! Omaha, Omaha, oh my gosh. It's a run play, but it could be a pass play <laughs> or a play action pass, depending on uh, a couple things. The wind, uh, which way we're going, uh, quarter, and uh, the jerseys that we're wearing. So <laughs> it, it varies, really play to play. Omaha! So there's your answer to that one. Tony's best ever Colts memory dates to 2008. He and his brother road tripped to Houston to watch the Colts play the Texans. Four minutes to go, Colts down 17. He said, we actually thought about leaving that game. Thank goodness we didn't. What a miraculous finish. Manning looks, throws the fade route. Did he get it? He caught it. Touchdown, Reggie Wayne! Touchdown, Reggie Wayne! A catch on the sideline. The Colts lead 30 to 27. Snap is to Rosenfeld. There's pressure coming on him. He stays in, lost one. Picked yes. off. Melvin Bullock has got it. He goes down at the 25. Melvin Bullock with his second career interception. And the Colts have pulled off a miracle here at Reliance Stadium. Tony says it'll be the perfect draft if my Colts land their quarterback of the future. There's that storyline again, without having to trade up to do so, Tony says. He said Chris Ballard is taking a lot of heat for Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. But Tony wants to remind his fellow Colts fans that they have to admit, at the time, both of those moves seemed right. He said, don't forget, the Colts have a great track record when it comes to drafting quarterbacks. They chose Manning over Leaf. They chose Luck over RG3. And yes, in hindsight, those are obvious decisions, but at the time, not so much. He says, I have confidence we'll end up with the right quarterback. And if we don't in this draft, that means he wasn't there. Tony finishes by saying, I wouldn't be surprised if the Indianapolis Colts, wait for it, won the AFC South. He said, look, the Titans are headed in the wrong direction. The Texans will be competing for the top pick yet again next year. And that leaves just the Jags to beat. And he says, with Shaq back, Shaquille Leonard, and Jonathan Taylor with a rebound season, he says, I don't think we're that far off from having a real chance to win that AFC South. And Colts fans like Ghassan Ali, whose family is from Indiana. He spent his youth in L.A. without an NFL team. He spent a few more years in Tennessee, where the local hero, was named Peyton Manning. And so when that fortuitous draft came along, he secured his connection to the Indianapolis Colts. Gassan says that the word excitement springs to mind. Peyton running the show. Marvin was my Jerry Rice, he says. Every time we needed a big play, sure enough, it was number 18 to number 88. Peyton 
Looks for the quick throw, lobs it in the corner to Marvin. He's got it, but is he out of bounds? Let's see. Touchdown! That's the record breaker! The 86th touchdown pass from Manning to Marvin Harrison. And the Colts lead 37-20. to An audible at the line of scrimmage. And somehow, 88 got his feet down. And the Colts have set a record and are leading 37 to 20. And of course, the edge, Edger and James, because he gave us that second dimension, Gasson says, and changed the dynamics of this team. As for his best ever moment, has to be Peyton winning that first Super Bowl. Gasson remembers watching it with his family. He says, we were all very happy. Yes, there were tears of joy, but what stood out to me in his description, he says, we felt invincible. Invincible was the word he chose. And I understand that. I really do. I remember the first Washington Super Bowl win. I was only 11 years old, and I don't think I'd ever contemplated the notion of invincibility before. But if I go back to that moment, I think I felt something very much like invincible. Gassan remembers calling his family members who couldn't be there to watch it with them. It bonded them then. It bonded them forever. Of course, one fan's triumph is another fan's tragedy, and Gasson very quickly remembers losing that Super Bowl to the Saints. He still mourns the too-soon retirement of Andrew Luck and, of course, the departure of Peyton Manning. For Gasson Ali, the perfect draft would be to pick up C.J. Stroud from Ohio State one way or another. And finally, Gasson says, I wouldn't be surprised. If my Indianapolis Colts get ready for this one, I love this story, I love this idea, Find a way to get Lamar Jackson. Let's let that sink in for a second. Wow, what a story that would be. What will the story be for the 2023 Indianapolis Colts? Will they shake off that 4-12-1 season? Will they return to relevance? Could relevance mean a run to an AFC South title? Could it mean contention? Could it mean a spot in the playoffs? Could it even include a playoff win? Time will tell, and Colts fans will be watching. I want to thank today's very special guest, MJ Acosta Ruiz. And of course, I want to thank all the Colts fans who shared their stories with us. Congratulations, Colts fans. This day belongs to you. And I want to invite the listener to join us on Monday when our countdown to the 2023 NFL Draft enters its final week. Three teams to go, and the first team up is the team that picks third, the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of drama in the desert these days. What will 2023 bring for this Arizona Cardinals team? Will they be competitive in that NFC West? What is the future of Kyler Murray? Is the future of Kyler Murray even in that uniform? What happens to DeAndre Hopkins? And what happens for the Cardinals in the draft? Who will they take at three? Who should they take at three? A lot of questions to answer. Those come on Monday. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.